everyone. This is Helena Hart. Welcome to episode 140 of my podcast. I'm talking with Jack Butler again today. He's a transformational coach who helps people become more of who they are so they can be loved for who they are in any area of life. Welcome, Jack. Thank you for joining me again. Always good to be here. Happy to be back. Thanks for having me. We have a great topic for everyone today. We're going to be talking about how to be more patient in any area of life, especially if you've been struggling for a while and feeling frustrated or discouraged. I know I hear from so many people in that situation. Of course, patience has been a lifelong struggle for me myself. So yeah, <laughs> I think I'm I mean, probably going to learn a few things. Me here today. too. I think it's probably an underrated value culturally for most of us. So I think this has been news to me trying to cultivate more of this in my life and my clients. And so I think we're all in the same boat. Absolutely. And we'll talk a little more about this at the end, but I know you're offering a 50% discount on coaching for a very limited time just for people in my community. Is that right? Yes. I've had some really great experiences coaching people in your community. It's generally a really aligned and good fit. And this is a while places last offer. So if you're interested hearing about what I've got to say today, if you want to coach with me or just explore it, I encourage you to reach out and see if it's a great fit. Yeah, I know there's only a couple spots available. So if you're interested, I'd encourage you to apply today. That'll be the first link in the description or episode details, depending on where you're listening to this. You just have to put Helena Hart in the section that says, who were you referred by? Is that right? That's it. Yeah, it's the last question on the form. And as soon as we get that form, someone with me and my team will reach out. Okay, great. So that'll get you that discount. I'm so excited to be able to offer your coaching to people in my community. There's a very tiny handful of coaches that I recommend. I always say that. And Aww. Jack is definitely one of them. Thank you. I know everyone's going to really benefit from what you're going to share here today. So is there anything you want to say before we dive into this topic? Well, I appreciate that a lot of us longtime students of personal growth and one of the reasons I want to talk about patience is that I feel like a lot of the self-help personal growth world doesn't orient towards this. There's a lot of orientation towards now, change immediately, make it happen, quick breakthroughs, quick solutions. And obviously, if that's available, great, take it, right? If you can get an immediate breakthrough, all the power to you. But I think some of our deepest work, purpose, and development comes from things that are hard for us and that we perhaps struggle with and that maybe we need to cultivate patience in order to find a new way of being with them and finding solutions over the long term. I can definitely relate to that. And I know I hear from so many people every day, literally, where typically there's one area of their life that they just can't get any traction on. A lot of yes. times it's dating and relationships yeah. for the women in my community, especially. Yeah. Do you hear that as well? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I came up with this word for that. I call it the intractable domain, which is kind of fancy speak, but basically just means, yeah, that domain of life that is hard to get traction with. And sometimes just acknowledging, wow, this is a really hard area for me not from a place of self-judgment and self-criticism, but actually from a place of self-compassion and love. Like it's hard when something's hard for you. That's tricky. You might have put way more effort and energy into this domain than someone else and feel like you've gotten less back. That's going to feel unfair. That's difficult. So we ideally start from that place of, wow, good on me. I've been trying at this. And even if I haven't gotten the results I've wanted, I've really tried and showed up. And my experience with my clients, myself, is people underestimate valuing the effort that they've put into something, particularly when they haven't gotten results. 
Mm, I like that. I don't know if I've ever heard any other expert talk about it in that way before, because like you said, there is a lot of marketing out there about quick breakthroughs and fast results. And of course that can happen. You want to leave yourself open to that, right? But just like you said, the people I hear from typically have done so much work, so much inner work and learned the skills and outer tools, and they just don't seem to be getting those results that they want. It can be really frustrating and you tend to want to give up in that situation. So what would you say to someone who's been struggling with that? What are some first steps that they can do? I know you mentioned valuing the effort that you have put in. I really like that. Yeah, I think, and also valuing the difficult feelings that you may have, right? So you're pointing to frustration, hopelessness, despondency, resignation, and no one likes to dwell on those things. But if they are true to the experience you're having, I think it's important to be with them and feel that. You're not rejecting yourself. You're not turning away. You're not pretending it's not the case. Then maybe you can create the possibility to say, hey, what if I took a longer term view of this? Because sometimes we can have the, I need the breakthrough now. And we're having that experience month after month, year after year, right? As if it's like, oh gosh, it's got to still happen for me you know, this week or this month. And sort of saying, hey, I don't really know what the timeline is on this, but I'm actually going to commit to being in on the long haul. And so maybe I don't fully need to know how long it's going to take because I'm going to try to cultivate that kind of patience that says, yeah, I'll show up and I'll keep trying. Almost like, you know, they talk about Thomas Edison trying to figure out electricity, right? Fails 10,000 times. I don't know if that's literally accurate, but you, you get the sense of the metaphor, right? That there might be something that you stick at for a long time to see hmm, is this something that I can come at from a different angle, a different way, a different approach? And sometimes the reality that I see is it's just there's a timing in life where something is ready. And that's not really of your own choosing. And that's why we talk about you know, like surrendering because you might show up in the same way and not have any new tool, but actually just all the things you have learned, they just click in like universal timing or whatever you want to call that just clicks in at some point. And you start to get traction where you haven't because you stayed the course and you didn't give in to, well, I'm just not meant to be in relationship in this lifetime, or I guess I'm destined to be single, which isn't really surrender. Typically, it's mildly veiled self-criticism. I love everything you're saying. I really like that you brought up surrender. I think we should definitely talk more about that. And what you said was so powerful that you can show up in the same way that you have been and with divine timing or whatever you want to call it, the part of it that's outside of our control unfolds and just something clicks into place. So it's not about doing this endless amount of inner work and unearthing what's wrong with you and all this stuff. I think the tendency for people who are at this place to think, what is that one thing I'm missing. If I can just get this one thing, then everything will click into place. I call it getting stuck in the self-help trap or the healing trap. A lot of people in my community can relate to that. Right, where you just think that there's just one thing that I'm yes. not doing right, and then it keeps you experiencing more and more of the same, and you never quite get out of it. Yes, that's almost the illusion of the silver bullet, right? This mm-hmm. sort of the illusion that there's going to be this one thing that when I find it, it will change everything, which again is great personal development marketing. If it's true, right? Maybe it is true that there's a new cancer drug and all the other things you tried, and actually, yeah, you do take this drug and it works for you. I've had friends have suffered long time with things like cystic fibrosis, and eventually, when the drug breakthrough happens, it is a breakthrough. But that doesn't mean that all the things that they were trying and all the patience and all the hardship and grace that they had to cultivate over the years when that wasn't available, that stuff I think is still important because that's your life at that time. That's what you're dealing with to show up with. It's so true. I think we talked in another episode about having more realistic expectations of change. You talked about if you wanted to go faster riding your bicycle, you can do certain things that'll make a 5% difference. I'm sure you can explain much more clearly. Do you want to start to reiterate that here? I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. 
well, so instead of maybe looking for one thing that's going to give you a hundred percent change, mm -hmm. right? What about if you looked at five or ten or even twenty things, which could sound a lot, but just you know, you don't need to start with one. Where we're looking to make you know one, two, three, and five percent changes, tweaks, slightly better way of doing things, right? So if we're riding a bike, if we drop the handlebars, you're likely to go faster, right? If we put clip-in pedals, you'll go faster. If we lighten the bike you'll go faster. If we get you to sort out your nutrition after you've done a workout, you'll recover faster. If we find some other way to reduce the rolling resistance, which would be like putting you on faster wheels, you'll go faster. If you start doing spin and you build the power in your thighs, you'll go faster. So it's like there's 20, and you know, obviously people in the industry probably have hundreds of these, like legitimately well-known ways that you can go faster. And you don't need to max out in any one of those. If you keep incrementally improving in a few of them or many of them, you are going to be going much faster because that compounded difference is it's almost like the metaphor of compounding interest that these small, you know, three, five, seven percent gains, if you keep taking them out, keep taking them out, they create massive results. But it's a different mindset. And I think when we're struggling, it's very hard to think, gosh, do I even have the time to go for that five percent win? Because I've struggled so much. It's almost like I want the hundred percent. I want to end the suffering or I want to get the thing right. If I haven't been in a relationship for all these years, like I just want to get the relationship. But maybe we can tweak your profile. Maybe we can have you relax a little bit more and be more authentic when you're dating. Maybe we can tighten up those boundaries so it's easier to say yes and no. Maybe we can get you fearing rejection less so that actually you can receive feedback from people that might be helpful or even feedback from people you've been on a date on to find out, hey, what was your actual experience of being with me? And I want to hear it and I can hear it without getting triggered by it. Maybe we can change the places that you date. Maybe we can change the attitude that you approach the apps from so there's not like a frustrated attitude. You actually go on there when you're feeling alive and want to feel connected. And if you do all those things, maybe, just maybe, you start to notice some things shift in a direction. You know, rather than having to put all your eggs into one basket or continuing to do things that you've done, but just doing them from a place of fear and frustration. And it's hard because when you're in that place, it's really hard. So that none of this is judgmental, it's compassionate. But just to have that sobriety with yourself, is this really the place that I'm likely to manifest this from? Or is it actually I need to chill out on myself a little bit? kick that timeline out and give myself an easier ride. Similarly, if you're on the bike and you want to bike up the mountain, if you go the hardest path, that's going to be fastest for someone that could do that path. But most of us won't be able to It'd be much easier to do a much more gentle incline. You have to cycle a little bit longer, but you'll get to the top of the mountain. That is so powerful. Everything you're sharing. I can't wait to go back and listen to this myself. <laughs> it's very, very helpful. You're very kind so many people out there. Yeah, this has just been a lifelong struggle for me personally. And I think the area of my life that was the hardest for me, that one area where I just couldn't get any traction was my love life. I was thinking about it the other day. And it really is just like you said, when I met my husband, I had done some work on myself. I'd worked yes. with like, I'd been doing a lot of things. But from that point, once I felt that I was really ready to put myself out there, I was basically just living my life. I didn't go, you know, meditate on some mountaintop every day. There wasn't this one thing that I was doing consistently other than just what you said, just chilling out on the timeline, even though there was some sort of biological timeline. I think a lot yes, of women. I hear that. that. Yes. But I'm glad you will. No, yep. It's like, you know, this is going to happen for me. This is something I want. I have this desire. So of course it's going to happen. And I just kind of change my mindset a little bit to like, what if this is just going to all come together quickly and easily? And I think it can mm, be hard to never question. experience that. Yeah, because I had never experienced that. So you have to kind of open yourself up to this possibility. I think there's this tendency to think that what we've experienced is all there is. I think our brain mm. kind of creates 
structures. I'm, I'm not an expert in that, but mm. I think there's this tendency of like, I've kind of met every single person yeah. that there is to meet and there's no possibility left open for a whole nother type of person that you didn't even know existed. I see that a lot with women in my community. Do you see that as well? Yeah, I do see that. I think the metaphor of the seasons there can be helpful as well. That If you're doing the same thing, but in the quote wrong season or the off season, mm-hmm. it just is not going to take root. I know it's difficult for people where love and relationship is in a sense so central to who they are and what they want and it's not happening for them. And my invitation would be, could you slow down your attention on this in a way that feels so much slower than you've been willing to do? So if you've journaled on this, you know, maybe there's a place that you've journaled that's been almost like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? How do I sort this out? Or how do I have better dates? But the energy underneath it is still this slightly clinging or controlling or anxious energy, right? And it's hard because we all have that energy. So again, acknowledge it. Sometimes it's there. Sometimes we can't tamp it down. But if you can't damp it down, at least acknowledge that to yourself. So meaning that the energy that you've approached this from, just say when you've hit your journal, you've been anxious. So it probably won't produce use quite the same level of open, curious inquiry as if you found that place where you're like, okay, actually, this is okay. Like there's a timeline I'm not in control of. This is okay. Let me dig a little deeper. Do you kind of get the sense of what I'm talking about? It's like that energy that you go into it with is important. It's hard sometimes to relax it. But if you've been saying, let's use another domain, healing, right? And you're like, oh gosh, I've got to heal. And you're running around trying to heal and do this course and do that and read this book and listen to this podcast mm-hmm. and take these supplements and go to the gym and go to the bar class and go to class pass. If you sort of look at the gestalt of that, it's like, that's probably not that healing. So So what might it take to just approach it from this slightly slower? Let's just say, oh, yeah, you're going to be on a healing journey for several months and years, probably. So what about if you just approached it like that so that, you know, what's one thing that this month you can start to cultivate in your life in an energy that feels healing to you? And even if you can't find that completely healing energy, what about if it's just in the direction of it? You sort of get the sense that it's like, oh, yeah, maybe I can learn how to you know, sit down and do this healing practice, but I'm doing it from a place that as best as I can feels like it's healing towards myself. So part of that, I just call a self-honesty thing. And I catch myself in this all the time. So again, just in the trenches with people, just noticing, oh, yeah, actually, the energy around this has been kind of nervous, anxious, fearful, overworked, stressed, or just, wow, I haven't had the wellness to put attention on this in a way that's easy. But let me remember that rather than saying, oh, gosh, I've made no progress in six months. Let me track that actually that hasn't quite been available. So I can't answer the question of what would happen if I did have that available attention and energy. That's sometimes the difficult thing in life. It doesn't always create the conditions that makes it easy for you. But at least we can stay sober about have those conditions been in place. Just like your your mother, right? If we took a child and put them in an Mm -hmm. environment where no one talked to them, they wouldn't learn language in the same way. But you wouldn't say, oh, that baby probably can't learn language. You'd say, well, the conditions haven't been there. So, so often in our life, those conditions that are more supportive, conducive, helpful, healing aren't there. And you might be listening to saying, oh, well, gosh, great. But how do I create them? Yeah, that's sometimes it's challenging. And a lot of us, I think, are experiencing some of the disconnection and loneliness and frustration and dislocation of these times more globally. So it's another reason to be kind to yourself. I like to give people this sort of radical permission, you know, like if you imagine that you were able to take like and you know, difficult, maybe in your situation, if you've got a little one, but if you could take <laughs> what would seem like an unusual amount of time to just focus on this thing, but you only get to focus on it from this energy that is as kind of open minded and as trusting as possible. What would that look like? And often people haven't given themselves that permission. What they've actually done is the same sorts of things in the same kind of energy through a long period of time. 
you know so just because someone's been in a career 40 years doesn't mean that they've grown over 40 years you might experience the same year 40 times so it's giving yourself permission to approach it from a place that would give maximum likelihood of working but then with maximum surrender that it may or may not work I just love everything you're saying. This is such important information. I just think everyone in the world <laughs> needs to know this. <laughs> and it can be really hard. I like yeah. it to weight loss a lot. It's funny. I was Ooh, just yeah. talking to a friend of mine right before we started recording this. And she's been struggling with losing weight, gaining weight her whole adult life, basically. And she's like, I want to lose this amount by my birthday. Her birthday's in a couple months. I want to mm-hmm. be a normal BMI by my birthday. So I need to lose 10 pounds next month and then five more pounds in the first 12 days of that month and it's just you can tell that it's these little short-term arbitrary goals that she sets for herself i know a lot of people do this Mm -hmm. and if she had just kind of done this the right way we had been talking about this because for the past year after having my baby i've been slowly (laughs) getting back to feeling the way i did before actually way less now than i did before i was pregnant but that took a year you know and and i only really started focusing on it maybe the last seven or eight months but it's the slow progress not i'm gonna lose 10 pounds this month and then of course gain it all back or feel discouraged because i didn't hit that goal i think just dropping the short-term goals Mm. can really help in any area of life just think about the long term what you do every day is so much more important than Mm. once in a while go on some crash diet and then gain it all back and more because you feel bad about yourself and so it's very similar because you can start eating healthy and then step on the scale the next morning and go i didn't lose any weight but if you stay consistent with it through those small changes like we talked about yes months or years later you go wow i'm 30 pounds less than i was i feel better than ever so had this person just done what i had done not that what i did was anything you know i'm not an expert in that area but if she had just made the slow changes yeah and not put so much pressure on herself she would be so much further along but it's this constant up and down up and down right that's the cycle that's that's in the cycle yeah Yeah. and then they beat themselves up and just feel worse about themselves about it yeah no i hear it one other thing i'll just add quickly sometimes if you can be in a mindset that the right things are worth doing badly rather than this the sort of classic thinking is like if it's worth doing it's worth doing well right and that may Uh be true but also if the thing is like okay it's important to move your body and today I don't know, your gym clothes aren't clean and you don't have the right sneakers and the car's broken down, but you'll still go out and do just like a good enough thing. You're like, well, I want to move. So I'll I'll be in the kind of slightly not the right clothes and slightly not the right sneakers, but I'll go make it happen. Mm. I often think that's sort of permission to say, yeah, I won't perfectionize this thing. I'll just get out and do it. I'll do a workout. I'll go for it. That can be super helpful. For me, I notice that's often the difference between getting out on my bike or not. It's just being like, oh, gosh, I've run out of those shakes. Oh, I don't have the right electrolytes today. Oh, the thing isn't actually clean. But just being like, you know what? Okay, I'll just do it with less water today. And maybe I'll be a bit thirsty. But just, you know what I mean? Reduce the barrier Mm -hmm. to actually getting out. I think that can also make a difference. You know, so it's not always that it's got to be perfect practice. You know, it's sort of like it's kind of good enough. Like if, if you want to eat that salad and today it's not quite the right salad, just keep going with the thing that's good enough that just keeps energizing that vector of reality that you're trying to energize. 
Oh, it's so true. We were just talking before we started recording about how my perfectionism just holds me up so much and slows me down. If I had waited till I had the perfect online dating profile and photos, right. I'd still be waiting. I would literally still be waiting. I mean, even this podcast, I don't love the photo, the promo image, but I just threw it up there because I wanted to get started. It's been two years. It's still up there. If I had yeah. waited to get the perfect logo or the perfect name, Ready. I would still be waiting. And I see people doing that in business too. They want to get the perfect thing or dating. You know, they want to lose 20 pounds or do this or that before getting themselves out there. And then years go by and they're stuck in the exact same place. So yeah. I love what you said there. I think that's really helpful. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say on this topic? I mean, this just flew by. This is just such important information. We could probably do a part two sometime because I know how easy it can be to struggle with something like this. Yeah. I, I want to say something like, you know, if you struggle, obviously, I'm not literally witnessing you right now, but I kind of want to witness that the struggle can be hard. Life can be all sorts of things, right? So part of life for most people, at least in seasons, is the struggle. And to not be down on that, like it shouldn't happen, like that it's wrong. Because sometimes the deepest things that you learn can come from struggle. There's this great teaching, Blessings in Disguise, and I'll butcher it a little bit. But it's about a man whose son is injured and everyone comes over and says, oh gosh, it's so bad. Your son's injured. And he says, well, you know, maybe I think his son had, had like fallen off a horse, but then actually then everyone has to go to war. And because his son's injured, he doesn't go to war and all the young men die and his son stays alive. And so it's this sort of idea that you don't really sometimes know what is and isn't in your benefit. There are maybe bigger themes in your life that you haven't even fully come into clear articulation of. So maybe it's okay. Like maybe there's something that you can learn from, let's say, wanting a relationship but not having it. There's something that you can be taught. So don't frame it all in the sense of, well, only if I get the relationship, is this okay? Or only if I get the relationship, does it justify these years of struggle or work? Mm. There might be some things that that struggle can teach you about perhaps being closer in connection with yourself or that some people in life really don't get things that they want, like that they just aren't available. I mean, gosh, we've got so many examples in the media right now of you know people whose lives are just going to end and they didn't really have anything to say about it. So kind of chill out a little bit on the sense that you always know which way it's meant to go or what certain things are meant to be and just be in that mystery of life a little bit more. You know, maybe there's some blessings in disguise, you know, or maybe life didn't want you to date that guy because actually something around the corner is going to be better or different or maybe some other piece of understanding is going to come into place in spring of next year and when that understanding comes into place is going to open you up in the way that you were talking about to a, just a different type of connection with someone and that that's actually what life's wanting for you it's not wanting the thing that you keep struggling after so turn it over a little bit surrender yeah, absolutely. For anyone who wants to go deeper on this, we recorded some other podcast episodes around this topic. One was called Trusting Your Path, How to Deal with Anxiety, Self-Criticism, and Doubt. We did another one on what to do if you're feeling frustrated or discouraged in your love life specifically. And all the episodes we've done together have been so helpful for so many people. I get feedback on them every week. So Yay. if you're listening to this on YouTube, go follow my podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It's called Master Your Magnetism. I can include links to that. And I'd highly recommend the other episodes that Jack and I have recorded together if this is something you're struggling with. And I'd also recommend applying for coaching if you're interested in going deeper with your specific situation. I know for a very limited time, and there's only a couple spots available, you are offering 50% off for women in my community. If they type my name, Helena Hart, in the box that says, who were you referred by? Is there anything else you want to say on that? The type of person you work with or anything else about coaching? I would love to hear it. The type of person I work with is someone who is willing 
to do a deeper inquiry on what might be going on. So if you're open-minded or you're at least open to trying something new, then I would love to connect with you. My approach to coaching includes a lot of what we call higher level development. I typically work best with people who've been on the path for a while and have tried some things and kind of know some stuff, have some self-awareness. I can often help those people bring it together into a deeper authenticity. That's the work that I love to do to help people trust that their deeper authenticity is what the world needs from them and that that deeper authenticity can also bring and cultivate into their life who and what they need. So if you want more of the real you, I would really love you to apply. And if we get on the phone and have an application call, you'll get value from that, regardless of whether there's an opportunity to work on the longer term. That sounds great. So again, that'll be the first link in the show notes. I'll also add it to the description. If you're listening on YouTube and the comment section, just be sure to put Helena Hart in the who were you referred by section to get 50% off while spots are still available. I know your schedule tends to fill up very, very quickly. So be sure to apply today if you're interested. This was amazing, Jack. I really hope we can do more episodes together on this topic or anything else. Is there anything else you want to say before we close out today? Well, I actually just want to offer you a reflection. I think you're really good at this. I think you're really Really? good at creating a space to talk into and your lines of questioning. And also, you know, for someone like me that can, you know, love some of these like bigger and deeper concepts, I think you're great at grabbing hold of those and making them really grounded and relevant to people in their lives. So I just want to say, hey, keep doing what you're doing. I think it's great. And I'm excited to connect with more of your audience if we talk again. Wow. I love hearing that. It's so funny. I always think that I don't really have much to add. When I talk to certain people, you are at the top of that list. Your content is incredible. It's like, do I have anything even to offer to this conversation? So thank you for that. 200%. Yeah. Yeah. Never (laughs) underestimate that. I, I think it's so good. Like the way that you can also make things digestible for people who are, you know, listening and also going about their day. I think that's a really unique kind of skill set to have. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm like, I should just not say much and just let you talk because everything you say is no, so... No, I think it's both. I think, I think you're good at listening, but I also think you're good at grabbing it and running it and making it relevant. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you so much. And for everyone listening, make sure you're following my podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I have new episodes coming out every week. If you're listening on YouTube, be sure to go follow me over on my podcast because not all of the episodes are available here on YouTube. Most of them are over there. It's completely free. And feel free to leave me a rating and write a review if my podcast episodes or YouTube videos have been helpful for you. That would help my podcast a lot. It would help it get recommended to more people so we can spread this message of self-love and empowerment and tuning into your authentic self and radiating that out. So you'll just naturally be magnetic to all of your desires in life or love. Jack, this was amazing. Thank you so much again. Thank you for having me. Bye everyone. See you next time. The biggest mistake women make when a man is hot and cold, acting distant or pulling away is something called a connection barrier, and it only pushes him further away. If you'd like to read about what a connection barrier is so you don't accidentally make it, go to forever1234.com. Again, that's forever1234.com.